Hello, and welcome to Leading with Purpose, a series where we move beyond traditional financial conversations to learn from leaders who are thinking creatively about improving the world around them. My name is Dennis Morton. I'm co-founder and principal of Morton Brown Family Wealth. I'm a certified financial planner and an entrepreneur. Today, I'm happy to have with me George Maurer, a certified retirement coach and founder of Next Chapter RC. George recently retired from his business career to pursue a new vocation, helping others embrace retirement wellness in facets of life beyond traditional finance. He believes that with the right planning, retirees can live lives filled with purpose, fulfillment, and happiness. George, thanks for joining me. Sure, good, good to be here in these kind of strange circumstances we have, but yeah. Yeah, just for some context, uh, on the day that we're recording this in March of 2020, uh, we are under stay-at-home orders for the COVID-19 viral crisis and some of the you know dramatic steps that are being taken to keep us all healthy and safe. And George and I have been having these conversations for months about his initiative toward retirement wellness and just wellness in general for people who are going through transition in their lives. I just thought it was a really interesting time to kind of talk to George about what we're all learning about isolation right now and our own wellness, and then what some things retirees can really focus on to help make sure not only they're you know healthier coming out of this situation, but healthier in their retirement lives altogether. So um, before we get into that, George, tell me how you got to this particular vocation. How did you discern this? And, and tell a little bit of your story. Sure, sure. Yeah, kind of a cool story. So uh, yeah, I've been, as you said, I've been in the insurance business for 35 years, uh, feeling like the passion was waning a bit uh, over the last few years. And and sometime in kind of late 2018, I went to my partners and I said, you know, I'd like to begin to pull back a little bit. I feel like there's something else in there for me to do uh, with kind of the ne- my next chapter of my life. And uh pull back to three days a week. And my partner says, sure, they, you know, no problem with that. So I, I kind of, with that created margin in my life, I just went into uh, just kind of a deep study, trying to figure out what that next chapter was. And through praying and journaling and listening and podcasts and things like that, I was, the specific moment that something happened was I was out on a run, probably uh, April, May of last year, and I was listening to a podcast. I love the financial podcast. And I was listening to one where a guy was being interviewed who was a retirement coach focusing on the non-financial aspects of retirement. And as I was kind of listening to him, I'm like, everything that he was saying, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is perfect for what I will do. And it was immediately a light bulb went on with that. So um yeah, so I, you know what 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 you what you said is valid. They, you know, what I do is I come alongside of individuals and couples, and I help them design their own concrete plan for a purposeful, happy, and fulfilling next chapter of their lives. Just typically, uh, we'll we'll meet. I'll meet with them about uh, maybe six meetings over the course of about three or four months, and during that time, we'll just do a deep dive again into the non-financial aspects of people's lives, including their purpose, their core values, their mindset, their identity, their relationships, their physical health, emotional health. And for me, I love connecting with people. And this is the stuff that I know and that I love. So that's why I feel that it's right for me. 
Yeah, I, we've had conversations before about when, when things aren't right, you know, for us, you know, emotionally, socially, all those other things, they manifest in, in a couple different ways. One of the, it manifests in your money, it manifests in your health, and it can be a slippery slope. What, prior to this crisis, what have you learned so far in your engagement and talking with, uh, with people going through these things? Yeah, good, good question. There's a, all kinds of different things about people. And, and uh, I mean, I, there's some people that are excited about retirement uh, and, I, and they can't wait until it happens. There's, there's people that are anxious about retirement and they're delaying it as much as they can because they don't know, they don't have a clue what they'll do. Um, I think in general, people have misconceptions about retirement. They think that retirement's about traveling and playing golf and that life will be all fun and games. However, about six months into it, after doing all the golfing and traveling, they a lot of folks feel empty, bored, even depressed. <clears throat> you know, it wasn't what they expected. Um, some people run into identity issues. We've talked about that a little bit before. You know, they're, what they do, they're tied so closely to what they've done their entire vocational career. And then all of a sudden they're not there. And instead uh, they're, they're doing what they're doing now and they're treated differently and because people may not need them anymore. So that's a strange thing. Um, I think some people are, are lonelier uh, than they expected because they're a mess relationally. I've been shocked at the level of relationships that, that people I'm talking to actually have with people. They, they've got some deep relationships at work, but all of a sudden those aren't there. Um, they have friends, the golfing buddies or college buddies or things like that, but the, the depth of those relationships just aren't there. So, um, so again, loneliness is something that comes up. You know, there's health issues. Um, some people are a mess with their health. Uh, they've been ignoring their weight, their diet, exercise. You know, they know they need to do something. They just haven't done anything. And, and so their quality of life will, will suffer. So, I mean, most people that I talk to don't have all these issues. I think some people have some of them. You know, and my hope, is, I think everyone has some of them. I think my hope is to come alongside of people and just help them uh, with each one of these areas, address all of them so that they can have the best best life possible. So that's kind of what I'm hearing. Right. And full disclosure, my wife and I have met with you and talked about your process and how you go through this and had some of these conversations. And I think the most eye-opening part for us was, you know, we're not close to retirement ourselves, although we work with a lot of retirees. And that's, that's of course, a lot of our, our social group is you really have to have a lot of creativity to imagine yourself in that next phase. And, and that's what uh, I think sometimes what, what you were able to help us do is think creatively about what the possibilities are and then start backwards planning off of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that what I do with, with folks moving into retirement or moving into their next chapter uh, is it's, I mean, you could replace the word retirement with the word life. I mean, because no matter where, you know, you're, you're right. You guys are in your forties. I've got clients in their 50s and in their 60s. So we span a whole bunch of time, but the principles are going to be all the same. So, so let's uh, fast forward into the present day. Tell me about the current situation. What are some things that you see could be made, you know, potentially worse by the way things, the way we're being socially isolated and, and some of the conditions that are there. 
but then are there also opportunities that emerge for people who might be struggling with these things? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, good, good question. I, I mean, certainly the, you know, a lot of people from the financial side of things are maybe a little bit more worried. Uh, you know all about that. Uh, I sort of ignore that, at least in terms of my clients are concerned. Certainly, I, for one, that I know in my head that this is a bear market and bear markets happen. They happen in 87. They happen in 99. They happen in 2008. They're going to keep happening. But in my heart, you know, that's I, 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 I feel that. Um, but I'm not necessarily dealing with a financial. What I'd actually say is that I'm not sure what's going on in the non-financial side of things is making things worse. Rather, I think we've been given a gift uh, of sort of a hyper-focused glimpse into um, what life could look like without a vocation or without a purpose and you know, potentially what life without a plan could look like. Uh, you know, maybe a life where isolation or where, where we have limited options or a life that could be downright scary. Um, so we've been kind of forced into sort of an involuntary slowdown where if we take advantage of it, we can actually use it for something good. So I'm, I'm looking at this, I think, for, for, for folks contemplating next chapters of their lives. Uh, that's, this is a really good thing, maybe. <laughs> or at least that's how I'm choosing to look at it. Sure, sure. Well, what, tell me a little bit about your work with couples, because in our experience, and one of the reasons why we made family wealth the focus of our firm is that the dynamics of relationships and marriages and money and family and, and all the baggage that comes into that really makes for some complex making, especially when there's a lot at stake, whether it's in retirement or job transition or just life transition in general. Tell me what something about couples and how you work with them and, and kind of cut through some of that, um, some of that mess sometimes. Yeah. Well, I love to work with couples. My preference would be to work with couples. To hear, to have, have uh, two people going through this process together uh, is significant. Certainly, you and Gina going through it was uh, was a load of fun, uh, and that's the best scenario. However, uh, that's not. I mean, I would say of my clients, probably half of them are not couples. They're individuals, either males or females. I think, um, and they. You know, it's something that they, maybe their spouse is encouraging them to do, um, but something that they need to do personally as they contemplate the next chapter. What I do think is funny is one of my, one of my clients, one of my uh, married clients, but where I was going through it with the husband, we got about three sessions into it. And he came to me and he said, uh, George, my wife likes what's going on with me. And she wants to know whether she can get in on this as well. So so I've been working with 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 her as well. So I think in the end, couples is the best scenario. But certainly, each of us need to deal with our own with our own stuff and all that. The issues I work with folks on, you know, are individuals issues or couples issues. So, what are some things that if people are um, getting into that reflective mode, you know, sometimes it's awareness. You have to know that something isn't quite right, or that you need to get into that work. What are those first steps to kind of do a successful reflection and, and start to di diagnose what might not be quite right or what the challenges could be? Yeah. Hey, yeah. So, I mean, if, if, 
the people are sitting at home and they're saying, okay, I've got time. I want to do some reevaluating of my life and think about next steps, next chapters in my life. And again, I think this is relevant, not just for people moving into retirement, but no matter where you are in your life, I think these steps are significant. And I'd say, I'd say there are probably five steps, five things to do. The first step, the starting point for anyone is, is to do a deep dive into what they value. Um, you know, sit down a list of the things that are most important to them. You know, is it your kids, your marriage, your faith, your friends, your job, your health? Or is it your golf game, video games, TV shows, movies? Is it traveling? Is it being kind? Is it living simply? I mean, do you know, do folks know what they value and can they list them out? And then when they look at the list, do they like the list? Do they like what they see in front of them, you know, or are there changes that need to be made to that list? So writing them out is a good start. So no matter where you are in your life, you need to know what you value or at least what you want to value. Um, so like for me, I, I mean, there's things I'll put on my list that I'm not necessarily good at, but they're values I want to have. Things like simplicity or eliminating hurry in my life. I mean, I'm bad at that, but those are values that I want to move into in my next chapter. So that's the first step. Um, second thing I'd say is a good next step is to um, what are your um, what are areas of identity for you? You know, who do you want to become in this next chapter of your life or in life in general? You know, again, no matter what stage you're in, you've got identities. You, you're a parent, you're taking care of parents, maybe you're a sibling, an identity of being a friend, an employee, a boss, a grandparent, etc. They're all important roles. Um, and there are other roles that people may have, you know, that uh, they may want to be a mentor, a musician. Uh, maybe a, being a person of faith is an important one, or a golfer, or a traveler, or whatever. So, you know, over our lives, our identities change, uh, but no matter what, we have opportunities to reevaluate who we are and who we want to, again, who we want to become. Um, so, kind of the question is do you like what you're becoming, the person you're becoming? Uh, and if you don't, this is reevaluation time on that one. So maybe right. the second one. Uh, third one is it's also a good time to take a look at what you want to do these days, what you want to do with your life these days. And one of my favorite TV shows that's on right now is uh, the show This Is Us. Uh, it's the only one I actually watch on live television. Um, and on a recent episode from last week, the mom, who's Rebecca, uh, she's got early onset Alzheimer's going on and, and she's hanging out with her two sons, her two adult sons. And she says, I have to quote here, my life has been full of next times, which are things I assumed I would get to eventually. But now I realize I'm running out of time to do that. And so the question, you know, in this reevaluation time is, do you have a list of things that you want to do someday? learn an instrument, speak a second language, hike, camp, travel, volunteer, write a book, whatever it is, make your list. Make it long, put it on the refrigerator, 
and start doing them one at a time. At least you're aware of the things that you uh, want to do sometime. So that's the third area. Fourth, yeah. I was just going to we have two really interesting, um, uh, you know, concepts on time. And you and I have talked about cadence and pace of things. So there's there's someone nearing end of life saying, I'm running out of kind of next times. I'm running, I'm, there's, a, there's, there's a shortage, there's a deficit there. And then, but also there's a very refreshing idea of it's not too late to reimagine yourself. That if you're the person you are up to this point, no matter where you are, there is still that opportunity to pivot and change. But it's that balance between not being so urgent that you're, you're racing through to get everything done but realizing, okay, there's still time for me to think differently about who I am and who I want to be. And that can be very intentional. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess the way I, I view this, again, the word retirement, I don't like. I have to use it because it's what I do. I much write the name of my business the next chapter. And I almost feel, you know, depending on the person, we can work in increments of 10 years, 20 years, not for the rest of our lives. I mean, you know, our retirement years could be 30 good years. They, they could be a third of our life. That's a long time. Lots can happen in those years. So maybe a better way of viewing this is, you know, the next 20 years. I mean, however old you are, fast forward 20 years, pretend it's your birthday party and, you know, ask yourself questions like, you know, who would I invite to my birthday party 20 years from now? So if I'm 50 years old, then who am I going to invite to my 70th birthday party? And are, are they, who's going to come? And then everyone's going to have an opportunity to say something about me. And we're, I'm going to tell them brutally honestly what they say. And then they have an opportunity to share. And it's like this is an opportunity if you think of it in terms of that it's like oh, 20 years from now they're going to share you're going to know who your friends are and your family are they're going to show up to that and you're going to know what the work that you've done you know they're, they're going to share your values and your identities and the things that you did i mean that that's maybe the way i'm i'm looking at this i don't know if that answers your question but that's what what i'm thinking about there yeah and you were getting on to number four. Yeah. So number four um, is uh, is an evaluation of your relationships. Stop and pause now in this time and like look at your relationships. Do you have some good friends? Um, you know, and, and how deep are those relationships? Are they are they near you? Are they in the Lehigh Valley or are they three hours away? Are they that you can call at three a.m. if you're struggling? Um, are you any, and if you're realizing I don't have very deep relationships with friends, I don't have a great relationship with a couple of my kids or with my mom or dad, you know, are you willing to be intentional and make the first move, make the first, first step there? You know, I think Dennis, if there's one area that stands out more than any other area, the last few weeks, it's our deep need to be in community. Uh, with with other people, um, particularly the ones that we deeply care about. You know, we're wired up to be in relationship. Solitude is nice for the introverts. I mean, I was an, I'm an introvert, and the first couple of days of this, my wife was in Ithaca with my daughter, and I really liked it. But uh, after a few days, all of a sudden, it turned to loneliness, and and ultimately, loneliness turns into isolation, which is not good. 
So whether there are people around you or not. So, um, you know, the question is, who are the relationships that are important to you? And what are you doing to cultivate those relationships? So that's relationships. Um, the last one is health, physical health, mental health. You know, are you, you stop, pause, evaluate? Are you working out? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you eating the right stuff? And how about your emotional health? You got any anger issues, stress issues, anxiety in your life? Um, and and no, again, no matter what age you are, these things are always important to address. You know, as you get older, it's even more important to address them in order to have you know healthy quality of life. So, so kind of what are the weak areas for you, and what are you going to do about them? So that's kind of the, the health area. So those are the five five areas. Excellent, excellent. So um, we're all kind of contained in a physical environment right now. Many of us are going to be in our houses for a good period of time without many options to go find some other place. Um, I, I just had an experience today where, you know, for I, I also try and manage my environment really well to keep stress levels lower and, and just try and lower anxiety. But at a time when the stock market is moving the way it has been moving, there's an information flow that's just really steady. I've been much more attuned to the fast pace of information than I normally am. Uh, I can't create that space. Mm-hmm. This morning, with mm-hmm. market being a little bit more peaceful and, and being able to create some separation, I put on classical music for a couple of hours and had my most productive two hours in I, I don't know how long. And there's some just something about being able to create a physical environment around you. But now some of us are going to be asked to maybe exercise in the same place where we're doing our work in the same place where we're socializing with our kids and all of those things. Have you had any experience with just um, the physical environment, how that can help foster some of these, uh, these kind of more better traits for ourselves? Sure. 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 Yeah. First thing is off the news. I mean, goodness gracious. That's what the, the te- turn off the freaking television. You know, I, that's, that's something that from an emotional, I love that you did that. Um, for me, you know, maybe we have, we'll turn it on like once a day or twice a day, but that helps so much. So uh, I, I just off the top of my head, that's one that's there. And I love that you turn on music uh, and even turning off everything and just being silence is kind of a, a good thing as well. Um, yeah, but, but in terms of like, you know, when you're, you know, when you're working, you've got a couple different environments. Now you have one environment, you have one place and, you know, depending on the size of your house, you, you may not have a whole lot of options, but I mean, I think it's, I think it's good to have some consistent places to do work. I'm blessed to have a home office, which I spend a lot of time in, whether I'm, you know, whether I was at, at HMK insurance or not. Uh, so that's, I think is important. You know, now this whole, I mean, I belong to a gym, but I can't go to my gym now. So I've kind of created an area in my basement, which is my workout area. I have my, my kettlebell that my gym loaned out to all of their, all of their members, which is kind of cool. So I got my kettlebell and I, and in fact, what's cool is my gym as they have a live zoom workout. They have several live zoom workouts each day, depending on the time when we want to work out. So, but I go down to my little area down there and the downstairs, I put it on the big TV and I just work out. I mean, so that's been my area for that. I, I think another thing is, uh, this area of, uh, you know, the, depending on if you, if you're married, you have a spouse or you've got family around, uh, for, for Betsy and I, 
to have a, our area where we hang together, but also my area, her area, kind of that safe place that we can right. each go and get time away from, away from each other. And then I, I, just two quick thoughts on this one is um, get outside as much as possible. Vitamin D is a really good thing. Uh, you know, we're, we can't, you know, we, we now aren't really allowed to go driving around, you know, and go do things. But we can go outside and the sun is out today. So I love when that happens. Um, and just the last thing, kind of an environmental thing is, is the food that we eat. You know, or I found that I got to be real careful because I hear and food is here. And I need to watch, you know, know my rhythms of my body and the impact of food on them. If I'm going to have, if I'm going to have some pasta or some uh, a grilled cheese sandwich at noon, and I come back in my office to do some more work, I'm going to be battling sleep. That's just I'm going to be hit with that. So eating a little bit different. Um, so I mean, those are just a few physical, environmental things that 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 come in my thoughts. So one of the um, – tell me about how you get that kind of 360-degree feedback. How, you know, if, if you're um, – you mentioned working with couples and sometimes one spouse might be on board, maybe the other one isn't, they're both engaged. There's different levels of engagement. But your spouse can actually be a great window into what, what's actually going on. T tell me a little bit about if you're sitting there, you're recognizing that you're, you're stressing over your current situation. Maybe you're not where you want to be. And you need some of that feedback that you just we all can't generate for ourselves. How can you engage your spouse as a as a of getting feedback? Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> I mean, this is where I mean the, the 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 very first thing is you know what is what is the what's the state of your marriage? You know how healthy is your marriage? Um, you know if your marriage is in a really healthy place, it's a really good thing. Um, one of the issues that's out there, Dennis, is this uh, you know, this idea of great divorce. This you know, people over the age of sixty is the fastest growing group of people uh, in the U.S. that are getting divorces these days. And I think a lot of it has to do with people coming together, hanging out together. They're not spending one or two hours a day together. They're spending all day together, and you know, they're they could be depending on that the state of that relationship. They could be uh not not in a real great place the flip side is if you've got two people willing to work at their relationship work doing the hard work of building the intimacy in their relationship not just the sexual intimacy but intimacy in general going places going to deep places being open and honest and transparent and safe with each other it is really really powerful what happens and you know betsy and i do pretty good there uh we got air we got a lot a lot of potential improvement there to do but i mean i love it means it means at dinner time uh we actually have the discipline the intentional discipline to talk about deeper stuff uh we'll have maybe questions that we'll be talking about that'll help us not only be talking about the kids or 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 uh what's going on out in the this strange world that we're now living in, but we're really talking about she and I and things like that. And it's just like, she's interested in what's going on in my life. I'm interested in what's going on with hers. And uh, it's a significant thing. It's wonderful when it works. It's not wonderful when it doesn't work. So 
Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. I think, and all of these conversations, you talk about doing the hard work. I think that's where this, what you're doing fits into the leadership context. And, and it's really coaching people to be better leaders of themselves and their families. Because, you know, if leadership is anything, it's creating a compelling vision for the future and then having a willingness to do the hard work in the now to, to bring everyone along there. And, and embracing yeah. that, as you yeah. embrace that vision and that work, it can really be um, invigorating. I mean, it, it, it's, it's life affirming. So, um, yeah, it's, well, it's, it's, interesting. It's, interesting. it's interesting, Dennis, you know, Betsy, you know, she's, she's great and she supports me and all that, but she's largely been that kind of person that says, okay, George, that's really good. You go do your thing. And I'm, I'm supporting and all that. But I said to her, you know, if I'm doing this, we have to do this. And so every exercise that I make an individual or couple, we're doing, and she's a little bit reluctant and she's, She'll be all right, fine. But you know what? Every time we sit down and we go through those exercises, and you and Gina have gone through them as well, really good stuff comes out. And at, at the end of every one of them, she's glad. We're glad we did them together. So it works. But even leading and pulling along there is definitely something that, that has to happen. Great, great. So um, just any final thoughts on you know what you're seeing right now, what you think the real opportunity is for, for people? Uh, to make the most of this of this moment, this unique moment that we have in their lives. I mean, I, I just you know again, I go back to this idea that you know we need a plan. You need to have something. You need to have a plan. I mean, we we as humans, we 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 tend to wait until we have a health scare to start taking exercise seriously. You know, we we wait until we're lonely before. Uh, we start getting more intentional about, about deeper relationships. We wait until we're, we're empty before we start searching for purpose and meaning and identity. We wait till we're bored before we start getting curious about new interests and hobbies. So I guess I'd say that it, it, if, if people don't remember anything else from what we're talking about here today, it's like no matter where you are in life, take time to proactively plan that's essential if you want meaning, purpose, and happiness in your life. And and um, and then after you have the plan, you actually have to do the plan. But that's a that's a whole other a whole other thing. Right. So. Right. Well, this is uh, as as an outside observer and also someone who's known you for many years. I think you've you've been a student of relationships for many years. You've been a student of your own circumstances, and I think you're really bringing a lot to bear that people would benefit from. Uh, and I love your process. I think it's it's really supportive of you know, guiding people and shepherding them from where they are to that that better version of themselves. And uh, I know you don't like the word retirement, but in every industry, some of the best professionals are the ones that dislike it just enough to make it better. And I really think you're you're offering something unique to the non-financial retirement planning conversation, which uh, which is really going to be helpful here in our community and beyond. So thanks for all the work that you're doing. Sure, sure, good stuff. So if someone wants to reach out to you and, and have a conversation or learn more about what the work that you're doing, how can they reach you? Uh, well, I mean, the easiest way, I have a website. Uh, it's, it's a real easy one. It's uh, www.nextchapterrc.com. The RC stands for Retirement Coach. So nextchapterrc.com. My email address is gbmauer, M-O-W-R-E-R, -E at outlook.com. 
And I'd love to even, phone calls are great as well. 610-393-7336. All right. So for anyone listening today, I would encourage you to reach out to George, continue the conversations. We wish you all safety and health uh, during these tumultuous times. And we look forward to talking with you again soon. Thanks, George. Cool. Thank you, Dennis. Appreciate it. Morton Brown Family Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. More information is available at our website, www.mortonbrownfw.com.